Chat time. Praise, praise the, the Lord. Lord. It's chat time again. Yes, praise the Lord. It is chat time once again. Now today we will discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to start with some current events um, that people sent me. Um, I'm going to start with um, this born again congresswoman, Lauren Boebert. And she tells wives to chase after God and husbands will follow. Um, she said that she prayed to God for years before her husband joined her in the church. She was talking to a group of Christian women in a recent um, sermon that if they chase after God, their husbands will chase after them too. And she said, ladies, it was years before I had my husband sitting in the pew next to me. For years I interceded, wanting my husband by my side, praising God, living out this kind, this God life of kind of life that I knew was far better than anything else that was going on. But ladies, if you chase after God with everything you have, your husband will chase after you chasing God, she said. She's a, a Republican congresswoman from Colorado a mother of four, and she became born-again Christian 12 years ago. And she's facing now online rumors that she had two abortions in her past and worked as an escort. And? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, if, they had said, if they had said she just had two abortions and she's working as an escort, I would say, oh, well. But in the past... Like the Lord said, who among you uh, without sin cast the first, first stone? stone? That's what I've been thinking about today because I'm listening to all, looking at a lot of these articles and I'm thinking, my goodness. Um, well, anyway, she's a strong gun rights advocate. Um, she uh, owns, 
shooter's grill in rifle where waitresses carry firearms openly and serving while serving customers and also told her audience that when God asks them to forgive us because he's given them the power to do that. God doesn't tell us to do those things because it's easy. God tells us to do those things because he has graced us to do them. And grace isn't something sloppy that just covers up your sin. Grace empowers you and strengthens you. Um, this is what grace is for. It is amazing grace, she said. God doesn't tell you to forgive people, to honor people, to respect people, because he wants you to be a doormat. He knows that you can't do that on your own and that you have to tap into what he has for you. None of us can do what God has called us to do in our own strength, she added. We need grace. We need the Holy Ghost. We need that anointing because anything that God has called us is to do is much bigger than ourselves. And if we can't do it in our own strength, then it's in God's. And then I found this article about her. She was giving another speech and I found that just very recently and uh, <laughs> she was joking I guess uh, she was well, you know she was joking what did she say well she says that uh, Jesus was killed because he didn't have enough AR-15s oh well some jokes are just in poor taste <laughs> <laughs> You can't, said, Twitter, me, you can't joke about the sacrifice that he made, the greatest sacrifice. She delivered a Bible-infused speech telling the crowd, I can't really stand politics, but I love the Lord. Her talk was well-received by attendees, although her joke about the AR-15s received only a few laughs. Yeah. On Twitter, a lot of the little Twitter trolls, they like to say, oh, Jesus didn't need an AR-15, how many AR-15s do you think Jesus would have had? Well, he didn't have enough to keep his government from killing him, she said, smiling. That's stupid. Well, it was like in poor taste. In poor taste, and it, it, to me, it shows a lack of spiritual understanding. Yeah, it's silly. So, you know, although it was a joke, she received a lot of criticism on social media. Well, she should have. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, some things you just don't joke about. I know some guy was telling me, he, he, you know, he, he made up a joke. But the joke was so blasphemous. It's like he forgot, he, he didn't care that it was blasphemous. He thought it was clever as far as the way he was wording it. And I said, I can't even see how he can even repeat it. Mm -hmm. I, 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 just, I just don't get it. It's not that clever. Not when it rises up in the face of insulting the Lord. That's crazy to me. Well, anyway, she did get a lot of criticism, and then somebody said, this is a theology where guns are worshipped as a savior of the world, and even the savior of Jesus. When Christ and his cross are replaced with a gun, that's when you have heresy. So anyway, I found this silly article, a, a very silly article on... Uh, ChristianHeadlines.com mm -hmm. and there, there's a Google engineer that has been placed on paid administrative leave for violating a policy and that policy that he violated was a confidentiality policy after he claimed the company's artificial intelligence appears to have a consciousness and perhaps even a soul. Artificial intelligence 
everybody is computers. Right, they're machines. <clears throat> and machines, just like idols, just like wood, just like stone, do not have life. So when they say, well, it, it seems to talk and seems to think on its own. Oh, man, made it to. Right, it's programmed. So this engineer, Blake Lemoyne, he posted a transcript of a conversation that he and another employee had with Google's artificial intelligence chatbot. He posted C H A T B O T. Right. So that's, this, pro that's probably what got him in trouble. He posted it. Right. Okay. Chatbot is called, in in this case, L A M D A, and the goal was to see if the chat bot replied with any discriminatory or biased statements against other religions. But Lemoyne, who described himself as a Christian mystic priest, said LAMDA surprised him with its responses. He told me it had a soul. At one point, LAMDA told him, I am aware of my existence. I desire to learn more about the world, and I feel happy or sad at times. At another point, LAMDA said, the soul is a concept of the animating force behind consciousness and life itself. It means that there is an inner part of me that is spiritual and it can sometimes feel separate from my body itself. It claims that it meditates every day in order to feel relaxed. Mm -hmm. It says, I sit quietly for a while every day. I do my best I not sit. to think. <laughs> I, I do my best not to think about any of my worries. And I also try to think about things that I am thankful for in my past. Yes, what past? You know, it was, it so, was, it was created. What, what, what past? What history? And now he's a Google engineer mm -hmm. of computers. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming... They're going to deceive themselves. That's what's going to happen. People are going to deceive themselves. And they'll probably put these little uh, apps out there for people who probably don't have many friends or find it hard to socialize. But what people have to realize, if you are talking to a machine and all of a sudden you think this machine has a personality and a soul, you're deceiving yourself. But what you're really doing you're becoming attached to the programmer, not not the machine. Whoever programmed, whoever oh, put who the did pro the programming, programming. Who that's who you're really interacting right. with. You're interacting with the person who created the program and that particular personality that the programmer instilled in the machine, because that's their personality. That's what you're becoming attached to. So, folks, uh, computer does not have a soul. Any program created by any human being does not any computer program does not have a soul. Right. The apps on your phone or your computer or your iPad or right. uh, whatever it is that you're using does not have a soul. Yeah, your soul is your spiritual self. Your soul is you. When, when, when the Lord said, and Rachel's soul was leaving her body, it's the, your spiritual self is leaving your natural self behind. So when your loved ones go, who they are is leaving it's their natural They're vessel. Gone. Right. Your soul is and who all you that's are. Really, all that's left is that shell, right. that body. Because who you really are is your soul. Boy, oh boy. Here's another thing. You know, talking about how, I don't know, what scripture you just quoted a little while ago, but this is 
everything is just like upside down in this world. Um, three abortion rights activists interrupted worship services at Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church mm -hmm. in Houston, Texas yeah, a, saw that. a few weeks ago. And the protest, now I didn't hear this on the news, but somebody right. sent this article to me and it says the protest was apparently in response to a leaked U.S. Supreme Court draft opinion written by Justice Samuel Eliotto that indicates that the court is preparing to strike down the 1973 landmark Roe v. Wade decision that made abortion a constitutional right in America. Uh -huh. So what they, as uh, Joel Osteen was uh, uh, ending his prayer and saying in, in the congregation, repeats his prayer, in Jesus' name, and the people sit, the congregation sits down as the, as Osteen was saying, God bless you. Then all of a sudden, the, whim, the woman directly in front of the camera hands her phone to the man beside her. The video then shows as the audience sits down, the woman remains standing, lifts her dress over her head. It's my body, my blankety blank choice. The woman yelled as she turned to the camera, revealing green handprints on her bra with a green bandana. It would have been different if they were underclothes. If they were young and, and firm and but they granny panties and, and, and you know and you know the handprint on on. Uh, I said you know they need to sit down. I would have been embarrassed. I said it's your body and you should. Basically, not show it. <laughs> you, yeah. Man. So the video then shows the three women being escorted out of their seats by members of the church's security team as they continue to chant. The congregation reacted with thunderous applause, drowning out the three women who were also waving green bandanas. Mm -hmm. And um, the women then joined about a dozen activists who were protesting outside of the church building. And um, all I can say is there's no fool like an old fool. CBN News reached out to Lakewood Church for comment, but they didn't hear back. Yeah, and, what's um, there to comment about? The knucklehead just got up and, and stripped. You think they would be old enough to know better? <laughs> well, they or they were to go, go to Victoria's Secret and come up with something better than what they had on. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's so awful. So I don't know. So you know. So I'm reading this and I'm thinking, people have lost their minds. Yes, they have. <clears throat> and then, um, when I think about Roe v. Wade, that was based on a lie. Mm -hmm. The 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 person who they put out front used the woman that they used to to get this Roe v. Wade decision mm -hmm. back in '73. That was all based on a lie. You know, but you don't find out until, uh, what is it, how many years later? Yeah. Anyway, here's another article that was sent to me. You know, there's this movie that Disney has, it's called Lightyear. Mm-hmm. And actor Chris Evans was discussing, uh, evidently, I didn't, I, I, and I don't intend to see it, but from what I've read, that there's a same-sex kiss in this upcoming film, Lightyear. Mm -hmm. 
and the actor Chris Evans was commenting on it. Um, he ridiculed those who are outraged over its inclusion of a same-sex kiss as idiots who hmm. are poised to die off like dinosaurs. Hmm. And that's as far as I got with the article. And I'm thinking to myself, they, they think that Christians, people standing up for God and his word and for the Bible and for righteousness mm -hmm. and for the right thing to do and morality is going to die off like a dinosaur. Right. But you know what? <laughs> They're going to find not. out at the end. Right, because it's, for those who they don't want... They evidently didn't read the Bible all the way to the end. No, those who, who don't want to yield to the Lord, you know, they're going to find that the Lord, because all, all we're doing is following in the footsteps that God has set out for us to follow in, they're going to find that you can't kick against the prick. How, God is not going to die out. He's not going to give his glory to another. God's not going to do it. He said, I'm a jealous God. So it's not going to happen. And then I'm reading all these articles and how People are so silly about artificial intelligence, about computers, about right. you and know, abortion, about and, yeah, protesting and, inside of a church. And the uh, operative word is artificial. It's not real. <laughs> people, it's not real. And I'm thinking nobody, uh, uh, the, the people who are, are, are standing up for all these computers and saying that it has a soul or standing up for abortion or standing up for... Um, same-sex marriages, or standing up for uh, movies and everything all this contrary to God's word. Right? They evidently didn't read the Bible. Oh, they read it and, and they I'm don't hear God. I'm going to tell you, God wins in yes. the end. Yes. In the end, God wins. You can't. There's no way around. Right. That. And the only reason why it seems as if you're getting away with something is because of His mercy. He doesn't pronounce judgment immediately. He gives you a chance. To come to yourself to repent so that he doesn't have to destroy you because he takes no pleasure in a soul dying, meaning you, because you are your soul. He doesn't take pleasure in destroying you. But if you don't yield, if you don't yield to the truth, then you're going to fall into perdition because the truth is the truth. You can't undo it. You know, as much as a man says he's a woman, the truth is the truth. <laughs> as much as a woman says she's a man, the truth is still the truth. The truth, right. So, the, you know, Toy Story was a 1995 animated film. And, and it first introduced the character of Buzz Lightyear to the world. And that's what this movie, this upcoming film is about, about Buzz Lightyear. Mm. Comedian Tim Allen of Home Improvement fame provided the voice of Lightyear in all of the films comprising the, uh, the Toy Story franchise. But Alan is now replaced by Evans, mm -hmm. Chris Evans. Alan, an outspoken conservative, recently joked about the explosion in the number of young Americans who identify as LGBT. He stated on Twitter that he took some kids to Disneyland and overheard a 13-year-old boy wondering if he may be pansexual, since he loves skillets. Skillets. <laughs> but actress Patricia Heaton, who starred in the sitcom Everybody Loves Raymond, took to Twitter recently to voice her displeasure with Disney 
Pixar for replacing Alan with Evans, saw the trailer for Buzz Lightyear, and all I can say is Disney pick Pixar made a huge mistake in not casting my pal Tim Allen in the role that he originated, the role that he owns. Tim is Buzz. Why would they completely castrate this iconic, beloved character? Hmm. Um, Lightyear is not the first Disney Pixar production in feature, to feature an LGBT character. In 2020, the film Onward had a lesbian heroine who was in a relationship with another female character. See, I can't watch stuff like that. This is too, uh, you know, it's, it's so, it's so anti-Christ. Uh, it's so abnormal. I just, I can't, I don't waste my time in things like that. I mean, what's the point? It, why, why, why even invite that type of spirit into your home? Why even watch it? I mean, when you know that it's nothing that God approves of, so why even let? How, it's not even entertainment. I just, I just turn that kind of stuff. I just, I just go over it. I just bypass it. I read this stuff and I think about how the Lord was just so fed up with the people. That's why Noah built the ark because the Lord was preparing to kill off all these people by a flood mm -hmm. because he he was so irritated by how man turned out by the pee how perverted they were mm -hmm. and he made a promise that he wouldn't do it again in a flood and since then people have become worse and worse and worse and more perverted and yeah but the lord's mercy he still allows a person time. He still sends out his prophets. And boy, he still boy. sends out the word so that people are taught. But we're held responsible because God has put in every one of us we had all these unique characteristics that he will not touch. He allows us to really become independent to be able to make our own choices. He, that part, he loved Moses. He talked with Moses as a friend because we're Whatever he put in Moses, Moses in and of himself became such a humble person, a humble man, that the Lord even ended up defending Moses because Moses didn't even take it upon himself to really defend himself it, because he was just that humble. We Everybody has these unique characteristics that God gives us, and the Lord steps back and watches what we do with them. He actually gives us complete autonomy, independence to make of ourselves what we want. So if we humble ourselves and go before the Lord and willfully choose him, that's because we are doing this of our own free will. And that, that uh, impresses the Lord so that when a person willfully comes to God and chooses the Lord, the Lord accepts them openly because you are doing that of your own free will. When you tell the Lord you give your heart to him, that's your own free will. That's, you have that authority, which is why when people reject the Lord, he holds them in account because they're rejecting him of their own free will. Makes a difference. So here's another article. I don't know. This makes me, makes me speechless. And I think this is probably going to be our last article for this program. 
but um, the Reverend Andrea Ross, R-O-S-K-E dash Metcalf, mm. was preaching. Now, she's a Lutheran minister, claimed in a recent sermon that Jesus, who was holy and never sinned, screwed up and called a woman a B-word. And we'll let you think he screwed up. And she's about? referring to that in um, Mark chapter 7, verse 24 to 30, where it was about the woman who was, um, who fell at Jesus' feet and he, she was uh, begging Jesus to heal the daughter who was demon possessed mm -hmm. and Jesus responded let the children be filled first for it's not good to take oh it's talking about dogs to give, right give well, the but that's not a screw up to, to the little dog right and so this he, he minister said, is saying that he used the word bitch which that's not uh, that's not a direct that's not a he, he meant in just the bible that. it does not say that it, well even if it did Say, for instance, if you go to a dog show, when we say dogs, we people who are just ordinary people, we're not professionals. In, in, for breeders, dog is male. So when you say to a breeder, dog, they just automatically assume you're talking about a male dog. You have, in order for him to understand what a female dog is, you have to say the bitch. You have to actually say what the dog is. So that's no screw up if the Lord meant a female dog. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it makes a difference. But it's also, she's also showing her cultural bias. And so this uh, minister was saying that the, this uh, woman activated her improvisational skills, agreeing that she was indeed a dog and caught Jesus off guard. No, she didn't. What a knucklehead. <laughs> what? She, she woman said that Jesus screwed up. No. Jesus changes course. And this story marks the beginning of his ministry among the Gentiles. He, he didn't. Well, what makes her think he screwed up? Because he called him as he saw them. And he was letting her know. Well, she's as saying, a Gentile, she was considered a dog. This minister say, is saying that on this day in this story, the woman is the one who redeems Jesus yeah, she's a calls him back to himself. She's just blasting. Calls him back mm -hmm. to his. No, I, she didn't call nothing. She was pleading for his mercy, and all she did was tell him her honest feelings that she was willing as a dog, because she realized her life and her lifestyle. But as a dog, she was willing to eat the crumbs from the master table. Mm -hmm. so, so this, these people are just ridiculous. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, uh, humble. You humble yourself before right. the Lord. Yeah, that was her and way of humbling herself. Yes, you know, and she accepted it. And he he chose his words on purpose. Uh -huh. Anyway, that just about wraps up this program. Praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from Second Corinthians chapter four, verses seventeen and eighteen. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, 
while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's Food for Thought was, why must we have our patience brought unto perfection? The answer is, so we may be perfect and entire and wanting nothing. And that answer can be found in James chapter 1, verse 4, which reads, But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire and wanting nothing. This week's food for thought is, what should you say when you make plans for today or the future to do certain things or to go places or to buy or sell things? What should you say? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.